Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and as always, I'm accompanied by my partner in film, Devin. And today, we're here to present our review of Madam Web. And before we begin today's episode, you can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the internet. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. And if you are a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and threads at FilmOptics. That is optics with an X. Or you can email us at FilmOptics at gmail.com for any movie-related questions. Devin! The three-day weekend is here as of recording. It's a three-day weekend for us. Do you have anything planned? You're going out with the boys, staying in, chilling with the fam. What are you doing? But what's the, is, is it President's Day or something Monday? What is it? Yeah, President's Day. I guess I should ask if I even have it off. I didn't even realize that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, definitely get get with your team. Be like, yo, do, do we do we got that three-day weekend? I didn't realize it until Wednesday, and that made it worse for the rest of the week since we're recording this on a Friday, February 16th, 2024, but it was worse that I found out on a Wednesday because it made the week that much longer, knowing that I was going into a three-day weekend because I was cruising Monday, Tuesday, halfway through Wednesday, cruising. We had a meeting, bam. And we were, you know, talking about stuff. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, um, they're like, everyone have a great three-day weekend. I was like, what? They're like, yeah, it's President's Day. And I was like, huh, did not know that. So naturally, like I said, the rest of the week just drug on. So here we are. It's a Friday, so it doesn't even matter anymore. So happy Friday. But do you, uh, regardless of you not knowing, (laughs) if you have a three-day weekend, do you have any plans this weekend? Or are you just chilling? Just chilling. Don't really have anything planned. We'll see what unfolds. I don't. I don't know what my future looks like. <laughs> That's the best thing about the future, Devin. <laughs> it hasn't happened yet. Uh, but yeah, I, I in totally your future, agree. I see you watching Madam Web two times. <laughs> oh no, no. Once, once was enough. Once was enough. But yeah, I, I think the best time is. You know, during I think the best plan for a weekend is to have no plans unless it's like some kind of, you know, monumental thing. You're doing like a friend's birthday or something. But, yeah, I don't have anything really as of right now. Nothing concrete. I might be going to a comedy show on Saturday, so that'll be a lot of fun. But outside of that, I got nothing. So I'm just going to go with the flow i'm gonna let the 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 webs weave themselves weave my my future into you know existence and maybe i'll become something more by the end of the weekend (laughs) but as we mentioned before um we are going to be giving our review of madam web we are going to be splitting this review into two sections we're going to be giving our non-spoiler section review first because there's a lot of things we want to talk about in a timely fashion. So we're going to give our non-spoiler section first for anyone out there who wants to watch the movie, you know, form your own opinions. Um, we think people should form their own opinions. You know, the, we're just two guys talking about movies and giving our opinions, our thoughts of what we thought 
of our experience was with uh, this film or whatever else that we cover here on the show. So definitely do not let our our takes um, influence yours. You know, if you're excited to see Madam Web, if you're a Dakota Johnson fan, if you're a Sydney Sweeney fan, go for it. You know, have fun. And and that's pretty much what it's all about. But on the latter half of this episode, we'll be getting into spoilers and I'll let you guys know prior to us diving into spoilers when we get to that point. So you don't have to worry about us just diving into that section. So you will be warned prior to. So without further delay, we'll be right back after this introduction to Madam Webb. A week ago, I spent my life racing against time. I'm gonna help you out today, okay? Trying to save people who were running out of it. Jesse! Until one moment changed everything. Come on! Welcome back to Bullhand Level Living. I don't understand what's happening. I've been having visions. I knew he was gonna die. I think I'm seeing the future. New York City is a whole new level of crazy these days. And we are back with our Madam Web review. This film is directed by S.J. Clarkson, and the writers include Matt Sazama, Burke Sharpless, and Claire Parker, and stars Dakota Johnson, Sydney Sweeney, and Isabella Merced. Just to name a few, there's a few other little surprise um, actors in here that I did not know about, but yeah. And the story is as follows. Cassandra Webb is a New York metropolis paramedic who begins to demonstrate signs of clairvoyance forced to challenge revelations about her former she needs to safeguard three young women from a deadly adversary who wants to destroy them. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so ominous and scary. It sounds very scary. Like, forced to challenge revelations about her former, and she needs to safeguard three young women from a deadly adversary who wants to destroy them. That is, that is, edge, that is edgy stuff right there. But as we mentioned, we're going to get into our spoiler-free thoughts here of this film. So, Devin, I'm going to pass it over to you. Did you see this during on Valentine's Day? Did, did you did you spend your Valentine's Day in the theater seeing Madam Web? No, this was not a, a Valentine's Day watch for me. I, I am curious to see if there were actually couples going to this, though. Yeah, I'm curious as well. Um, I I think I mentioned it on another episode. I actually went out to like a friend's birthday because his birthday was on Valentine's Day. So that's kind of how I spent mine. But Devin, I'm going to pass it over to you so you can give your initial thoughts on Madam Web. Oh boy! So going into this one, it was hard. It was hard to ignore the reviews that were like piling in up until the release of this one because they were not good um, pretty unanimously uh, from the critics side just not a well-reviewed movie and it just it kept dropping throughout the week as well like it started off around like i want to say it was like 20s or 30s and now it's sitting at 
I want to say it's at a 16 currently. I can confirm that for you. So currently, it is sitting at a 13% on the critic side. So it's gone even lower. And a 53% on the audience score. Yeah, I mean, it just it just keeps dropping. So going into it, you just kind of have that thought in the back of your head, like, oh, this is going to be really, really bad. And unfortunately, it it holds true. Um, it's kind of impressive how bad it is in, in certain ways because you're just sitting there watching it and you're like, the, how how did this how do these decisions get made? Like, there's just so much wrong with it. Not necessarily all technically, but just the story in general, and some of the like most of the dialogue in it, and then the actors don't really seem like they're giving their all. They're just kind of kind of going with the flow, going with what they were given. And I know there were a lot of rewrites and reshoots that kind of changed the original story that they may, may have signed up for, may have thought they signed up for, but it just ends up being like a total mess at the end of the day. And I do, I don't really feel bad, but I know Dakota Johnson's been on this this uh, this press train and kind of saying a lot of funny things about how she's not going to watch the movie, she doesn't know anything about the movie, she doesn't really care about the outcome. It just kind of shows like this is not what she signed up for. I, I feel like she actually thought she was signing up for an MCU movie and people need to realize that there is a strong disconnect between the MCU and the Sony cinematic universe, whatever they're actually calling it. Like the Sony verse. What did they end up going with? SSU or I was SCU? Say, I think I, it was like SPU or SMSP. I don't know. It should be S-U-S because it's all sus. <laughs> oh, got him. <laughs> got him. Got him. Adam Webb is what they should call this. Because I just feel yeah. like there are like general audience out there that will think this is just a general Marvel movie when it's not. And that's been a big discourse that we've seen online where people are trying to make sure like this is a really bad movie and it shouldn't be used against other comic book movies like this is like like below like it's just it's worse than any of that i think i honestly think it probably is worse than morbius which is saying a lot they're 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 both bad like you cannot polish a turd either way but i'm like if if you had to give me a choice between both movies i don't think i would watch either or so i wanted to touch on something that you had said before i kind of get into my initial reactions um the first of it being people thinking that this is part of like the marvel cinematic universe and i think and i think this also I don't know if we really talked about it here on the podcast, but we've kind of joked about it. Like, you know, behind closed doors, it's like, Oh my gosh, you know, like can, can Sony just sell the, the Spider-Man film rights back to Marvel? Because it's starting to just, it's starting to create a mess. And I've said this on multiple occasions before Sony, the company, Sony, Sony pictures, they're very, good at creating the illusion that they own everything Spider-Man related um, when it comes to their Spider-Man films, television shows, not saying that they haven't created a Spider-Man television show before because they have, but they, they create this like smoke and mirrors thing of like, yeah, Sony owns everything Spider-Man. And like, I kid you not, I'm not even sure if you saw this towards the end of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, um, one of the trailers that kept playing 
the last thing that they show at the end of every single trailer is a PlayStation 5 because Sony just has multiple deals with Marvel so because you you have the film rights you know there's all these Spider-Man films ever since Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man so it's it's been a while um and you also have the Spider-Man games that came out on PlayStation and that is a separate deal between Marvel and Samyak and and Sony all together um, but yeah, they, they do a great job of creating that illusion. And I think it's starting to murk up the water because you also have the Spider-Man MCU movies, which is a collaboration between Marvel studios and Sony pictures, but it's really just Marvel doing the legwork and they're using the Spider-Man film properties from the Sony side. For those who don't know, when Marvel almost went like bankrupt like decades ago and they had to sell off a lot of their film rights in order to stay afloat. And that included the Spider-Man film rights that went to Sony and then Deadpool, X-Men, Fantastic Four, all of those went to Fox at the time before Disney now bought them. So there that's the reason why Sony still has the film rights to Spider-Man. And one of the caveats in the agreements or, or the deals between, you know, Sony or Marvel selling over the Spider-Man film rights to Sony is that Sony has to make a Spider-Man related film every so years. I forgot how many years it is or else they lose the license together, which is why I think, we're getting all of these like half baked films, honestly, even starting from like the amazing Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire going all the way up to now. And obviously there are anomalies to that, which comes like to the Spider-Verse films, but everything from like um, Venom one and two and, or Venom and then Venom, let there be carnage, carnage, excuse me, Madam Web and now in Morbius and we're getting a Venom three and a Craven the Hunter movie. It it's just it's muddying up the water a lot. And I think people are starting to get confused because this Madam Web film is its own it's its own movie. It's its own self-contained movie. We don't get a lot of those mar like superhero movies anymore, but I think there's a reason for that, because we kind of left those like back in like the early two thousands for like a certain reason. And you know, now they're we, we've had better films, but there's that. And I think when you were talking about Dakota Johnson, um, being confused and, and I don't know if she was kidding or not. Cause like she, she sounds very bland when it comes to like just any interview. She sounds very disinterested. Like she has something else better to do. And it's like, I can't tell if she's joking or not. That's like what I'm trying to, get at it's like did she know because i think she talked to elizabeth olsen she ran into her about you know doing a superhero movie so maybe she did think she was in an mcu movie because she had gone on record saying yeah it's an mcu movie with sydney sweeney <laughs> and it's like well it's a marvel movie but it's not an mcu movie but i mean let me know if i'm making any sense here or not but as far yeah, that's what it as, all seems. That's what it all seems like. Yeah, and that was like a long-winded way of me just saying 
you know, getting the information out there, but it's like, there's, there's just so much happening where it's like nowadays when people think Spider-Man, they think Tom Holland's, they think the three Spider-Man movies that we've had within, uh, through, through Marvel studios. And they also think Miles Morales, but I think the reason why it's easier to distinct the Marvel cinematic universe from the Spider-Verse movies is because Peter is not Afro-Latino. They're, they are two different races of, of Spider-Men, but they're both Spider-Man. So it's like you, you have that disconnect. Also, one's live action and one's animated. So you're able to say, okay, this is in this universe and this is a separate story following Miles Morales and, and, his, and his friends. And then you have Peter with Tom Holland and his friends. So it's easy to distinguish. But now you're throwing in all these random Spider-Man-less movies where Spider-Man's not even in them or like variations of Spider-People, Spider-Women or whatnot. And, and it's not the fact that it's Spider-Women. It's just the movie itself is, is not good. And I, I tweeted saying that Madam Web... And this isn't supposed to be an origin story, by the way. Madam Web suffers from abysmal editing and writing, coupled with a lackluster villain whose motivations are shallow and gives us a mere edgelord version of Spider-Man. And the characters lack any chemistry. And they I, they totally catfished us on those Spider-Women suits. And it was such a letdown because I wanted to see that. I was like, oh, these suits actually look really cool. Like, I want to see Sydney Sweeney and Isabella Merced and, and the rest of the cast. I want to see them kicking butt and taking names. Because I was like, yeah, that it's all over the marketing. <laughs> like, they do not. Yeah, I guess that's, that's a good time to jump into the spoilers. Yeah, and before we do, I wanted to ask, was there anything else you wanted to mention? Because I apologize for hogging the mic. I was just like, this movie was just not, it was not good. Yeah, I think it's just spoiler time. Just let it all out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I do apologize for that (laughs) little rant that I had. It's just, we've seen so many of these movies and it's like, okay, when the question is, when, when do we get enough like when is enough when it comes to these Spider-Man less films where they're kind of one-offs and they're clearly just there to, you know, keep those, those rights. Let's get into the spoiler section of Madam Web. So if you have not seen the movie as of right now, please turn back, go watch it, form your own opinions. You know, we're just here talking the talk. We're here talking about what works for us, what doesn't. Unfortunately, it's, it's leaning towards more so of the negative. And we're not trying to sound pessimistic or anything. It's just when, when you've watched as many movies as we have, especially with having the podcast, it's like you start to notice things. There's a few weird editing uh, things and that happen in this movie as well. But let's get into the spoiler section here. So we are now in a spoiler territory and man oh man i I was just gonna say the main thing that i was gonna say is a spoiler is that we get spider woman in costume for about one minute of the entire movie give or take and it's like it's like a a hazy hypothetical like scenario that doesn't even end up happening in the movie in the in the actual story so it's like a fake scene at that 
So I will say I I knew I I had someone tell me something that happened in the movie or a a aspect of the movie which I didn't really care if it was like spoiled for me or not but uh this person had told me that Ezekiel which is the uh main villain of Madame Webb um when, when it comes to the suits you know of of seeing these spider women in the suits you know kicking butt taking names it's all just like visions and you barely see them and that was that was something i was like well that's kind of disappointing i wasn't entirely sure if it was true or not but after seeing it yeah i it, it was I mean, maybe it, it's about like, a minute maybe two minutes i'll give them because yeah. they showed a little bit of the visions during the beginning because ezekiel has these spider powers and he has these visions of these three spider women killing him, like destroying him. So he's trying to do the whole, like it's like, it's like a, they're doing a Terminator thing. Yes. Terminator is a better analogy. Um, so yeah, it's a Terminator thing where, Oh, I have to destroy or kill these three girls before they kill me in the future. And then all my problems will be solved. And just it doesn't work um there's there's a lot of bullet points and i wanted to play a little game called can you guess which is the lie um <laughs> there's a lot of things that happen here and it, it's so the, the three spider women issue that we're talking about now is you know they, they never get powers they're only seen in costume during dream sequences and it's like it's a little bit during the beginning and then a little bit towards the end and then that's it but it's all over in the marketing and that's the issue it's like you can't keep showing these suits it's like oh you know it's going to be like your traditional comic book film where it is an origin story it is an origin story for madam webb but it's a weird origin story because madam webb is <laughs> is born in a cave in peru with the help of magic spider people <laughs> and her mother dies during childbirth it's weird so like you know, you, you had sent me the the can you guess which is the lie thing where it's listing off all these things that happened in the film. And two of them we just mentioned with the Peru situation and uh, the spider women never getting their powers, the dream sequences. And I was like, all these things happen. And then like the very small at the very bottom, it says, yeah, these are actually all true. And it's like evil Spider-Man, Ezekiel, edgelord spider-man is killed by a large pepsi sign which is like all over this movie it's very weird and then you have the madam web um becomes wanted for kidnapping by the nypd which was insane there's just a lot that happens in this movie and and it's still it's still able to travel to peru despite being wanted for kidnapping she just like magically arrives in Peru instantly. She was like, I have to go somewhere really quick. And then just next scene, she's there. And I was like, how did you, how did you get past customs? How long, how long was that plane ride? Oh gosh, I don't even know. But there's another thing. And again, it sounds like we're nitpicking, but it's like, we're, we're just trying to talk about the movie as is, um, where Madam Webb leaves the three girls and, the forest and she's like i'll be gone for three hours she says that um midday it's like noon and by the time that they're waiting it's like dusk i'm like it that is way longer than they've been out there for like six to seven hours tops because 
by the time they get fed, uh, fed up by waiting for Madam Webb or Cassie to come back, it's like seven o'clock. It, you know, d- dusk has come. It is nighttime right before they go to the, the diner. But yeah, it's it's weird because like you said, it's hard not to have a positive mindset going into this movie because the movie did get the movie got drugged through the mud, honestly, even before we saw the trailers because everyone's like oh we're getting a Madden web movie it's that and also the movie itself just sets it up to where there's already just a negative viewpoint on everything because what rubbed me the wrong way was the very beginning where obviously um what's her name adam webb's name cassandra webb and uh, ben parker are co-workers they're both medics emts and they save this man's life and then they get back to the hospital and his, I guess it was a man or a woman, but they save their life. And then the son, little boy comes up and gives them, gives her a little thank you note. And they both don't know what to do with it. And then Ben Parker's like, just throw it away in a different room. Like, what do you mean? How do you not know? Like, it's a cute little boy giving you a thank you for saving their parents' life. Just, you're supposed to know what that is and accept that. Like, do you not like helping people? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like why do they have that nihilistic viewpoint on life and like from the very beginning it's just hard to like get invested in these characters when that's the way they think it doesn't make any sense that and also mike epps is in this movie for a bit and um it's it's weird because you know he, he has a death scene he's in the movie for not even five minutes he has a death scene and then it's like the movie wants you to care about he's also a paramedic like one of Cassie's higher ups. And it's like, I felt like the movie was trying to get me to care about Mike Epps's death. And like, I literally met this man two minutes ago. Like they were at a barbecue, you know, everyone from the paramedic scene, they're, you know, hanging out, doing their thing. And then that, that's it, you know? And we have uncle Ben is in this movie for some reason. I don't know why. And Peter Parker is also, in this movie, he's born, but he's not. Mary Mary Parker is in this one. His his mom, Emma Roberts, for some reason. And and then they keep doing the name tease, like, oh, what should we name him? Oh, I don't know. What should we name him? Oh my god, it's gonna be Peter, right? <laughs> and then Ben's like, oh, I met someone. Yeah, they didn't couldn't even say that name. Yeah, because like, he's like, oh, what's his name? What's her name? And then he's like, no, I I don't want to jinx it. And then look, like, we know it's May. That's just that's just how muddied that's just how muddied this entire Sony franchise is. Like they can't even use the names of these characters like correctly, or they might not even be allowed to. I don't know how it all works, but no, they definitely can. They can. But even Sydney, even uh, uh, Sydney's characters, her name is Julia Cornwall. It's supposed to be Julia Carpenter, is it not? Um, that I would have to double check. Um, I cannot confirm or deny, but. Yeah, but it's like that Spider-Woman's name is Julia Carpenter everywhere else. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah, they do change it. So it is Julia Carpenter in in Marvel's uh, comics. I don't know why. Yeah, so it's so I'm on like the Marvel database thing, and they say Julia Carpenter, and then in parentheses it says Cornwall. So maybe it's a family thing where – because she did say that her mother died – and she's staying with her. I, I don't know. May, maybe maybe it's a family thing. It's same with Miles Morales. 
but but either either way, it's just it's just the issue where they are trying so desperately to have ties to Spider Man without having anything to do with actual Spider Man, and it's the same thing with the the Venom movies where they they tease things at the end that are related to Spider Man and they don't end up ever being anything. Same with the end of Morbius. This one didn't have anything out outlandish like that, but just still these loose little tie-ins that it's just like it's meaningless to the story and it doesn't doesn't help add anything and it's just it's just pointless. Yeah, it's kind of like, oh, you know, we have these Spider-Man film franchise. So let's just, you know, drop little Easter eggs. It's like we all know who's who Peter Parker is. It's like you don't have to add that stuff. Like if this is supposed to be a Madam Web origin. Just give me a Madam Web Web origin. Like, don't pull this bait and switch where you're having three other Spider Women come in and you're you're riddling all of the marketing with like, oh my gosh, like all the press junkets that keep talking about, like, oh, it was so cool to try on the suit. And it's like that's great. Like, I think that's amazing, but it it doesn't like if you're if you're showing it for two minutes, like a minute during the beginning, a minute towards the end of like visions of it, it just, it just doesn't add up. And, but also like, don't give me a Madam web origin story as a whole movie. Like we said from the beginning that no one was asking for that. And that's just kind of them forcing Spider-Man characters into, to roles that are too large. Like Morbius is the huge example, obviously Craven the Hunter. It's questionable, but we'll see how that ends up being. Um, El Muerto is one that, that he's coming on, like, <laughs> on and off production like that yeah. really small minor spider-man character from what everyone knows it's like they cannot just be their own movies it just doesn't work at the end of the day and we're seeing that over and over again like venom sure venom's a big hero or like a big character that could work but the other one's just like you're forcing it and honestly, I would, yeah, I agree with the others you're forcing. I would think with Morbius, Madam Web, and Craven. I would even say with Venom, they kind of, they are, but they aren't because Venom doesn't exist without Spider Man. Like, and he's at least like, a known character, though. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's definitely one of, uh, in Rogue, like when it comes to like Rogue Gallery, like Spider Man character or villains, he's definitely like up there at the top of the list. So yeah, I I get that brand recognition. Yeah, people are gonna know who Venom is. So I I understand that more. Um, well, it's it's weird because it's like Dakota Johnson doesn't really do anything in this movie either. She kind of just stands around. Like you you see her doing like her job, you know, as a paramedic from time to time. She teaches the the girls how to save someone's life, uh, perform CPR. But it's she's like very when, she's very good at driving ambulances. Like she can just through buildings and on and hitting people, uh, hitting the bad guy, just complete accuracy and survives all of it. It's it's miraculous. And it's like she she splits into three ghost-like copies of herself near the end of the movie. The, the entire ending scene was just like, it's just more like obnoxious, like visuals and CGI. Like they're at a, a fireworks factory, Place, I guess. Yeah. I, there, there's no explaining it. It's just. And for some reason it's the, yeah, the villain Ezekiel dies from to the Pepsi sign <laughs> by a yeah. large, he gets killed by a large Pepsi sign. So I was like, 
I don't know. It was just rough. And, you know, I apologize for everyone out there listening. It's not that we're trying. Uh, I mean, to I feel like I feel it. like if you're if you're listening to this, you're expecting the you're expecting to get torn apart a little bit. It's weird because like everyone loves Sydney Sweeney. I absolutely love uh, Sydney Sweeney. Like I like Dakota Johnson in some of her films and others. It's like she's cool. It's just even like on the press tour, she was like, oh, like maybe I'll watch it someday. And, like she was at the premiere, but I guess a lot of celebrities leave after like the red carpet. But it's like she just seems so disinterested in this movie. And don't even don't even get me started on the villain and his voice recordings that were so obviously ADR. You noticed that too. It was probably like 80% of his lines were completely recorded afterwards. And it was very obvious. And they all sounded awful. Yeah. I actually, someone that I follow on Twitter, uh, his name is Larry, uh, follow him at Chili Boy Productions. He actually mentioned uh, the same thing when it came to Ezekiel's performance. So he had tweeted saying, did they completely rewrite the script for Ezekiel and Madam Webb after shooting? Because I'm trying to figure out why... (laughs) damn near every word to hear Raheem, the actor who plays Ezekiel says in that movie is a voice over terribly edited during post production. So it's ADR, which is, you know, the whole, there are certain scenes where actors will come in after the fact and record certain uh, voice dialogue lines uh, for certain scenes to help them kind of mesh well together but yeah that was really weird and i noticed that a lot and i was like yeah you're right it's like 80 percent of his lines i'm like even when he was speaking it wasn't lining up with what he was saying and i was it's i don't know it's i can't say it's like trash or anything i just did not enjoy it and i understand that a lot of people worked on this film um when it comes to these types of movies. But I mean, at the same time, a lot of movies get made per year. And even though you have like the best intentions and the best effort move up, like foot forward, like with the best intentions of making a movie, sometimes it just doesn't stick. And I understand that, that studio interference is also a big factor as well. But, and we've known that this, like, there was a lot of reshoots and whatnot. And I was like, is this movie ever going to come out? And I guess, you know, we, we're seeing, you know, we, we've seen it. And I, and the weird thing is, you know, Columbia Pictures, which is owned by Sony, they're celebrating their 100th year anniversary this year. And this was the first film to use Columbia Pictures' 100th anniversary opening logo to celebrate the studio's uh, centennial. Uh, anniversary and I was like oh man it's just it's just not a good start um but I I don't know there's there's so much with this movie and I know we've talked about you know Dakota Johnson hasn't seen the movie and that that just doesn't really help the marketing and whatnot it's like well I I feel like if, if you are a part of it you should like at least lie <laughs> or something I don't know I mean, they were all on a sinking ship and they, they just, they knew it. Yeah. Like by the time the movie rolled out. Mm. Yeah. And it's, it's a lot of unfortunate factors and I don't know, but I do want to ask you, you know, I know we've been ripping on this movie and this is usually not like our standard recording. Cause I do want to, I do want to take the time. Was there any 
aspects of the film that you liked? Was there a certain line of dialogue? Was there a cool shot that you thought was pretty, you know, that caught your eye at all? Like, is, is there any redeeming concept or factor of this movie that you enjoyed? Like one thing. Yeah. That's, that's the issue. Like usually it's the reverse where for certain movies that come out, you find difficulties finding some, a lot of flaws in them, but this one, it's hard to find the positives here because it's just like it's it's also two hours long. I thought it was shorter, but it's like two hours, and it it really I definitely I remember dozing off at one point. Like they were in like the hotel motel or whatever. I don't know what they were talking about. And then I woke up and she was in Peru. I was like, okay, great. <laughs> it was I'm not sure how that happened. <laughs> it's, well, that goes back to the editing, even there in the very beginning, where it's like. Yeah, with her mother dying, there was a really weird edit during the very beginning of that movie. I was like, oh, that's that's strange. There were also but, just like a lot of jump scares, like just loud noises just throughout yeah. the movie for no reason. I guess that's just part of her power. She just gets loud, loud noises, like yeah. gunshots, too. It was so weird. Yeah. And apparently Dakota Johnson has never really done a movie where she's on a blue screen, which is fair because she is more of the indie actor she's in like that indie actor scene like if you've ever seen um peanut butter falcon or the lost daughter i I was gonna say one positive i would bring out of this is that if you're looking for a very very good movie to go watch i would go watch cha-cha real smooth featuring dakota yes. johnson yes i was gonna bring that up as well like you know dakota johnson's been around forever you, she, you, she was in the 50 shades of gray uh films you know cha-cha real smooth which is on apple tv plus it is a very good one as well peanut butter falcon uh the lost daughter um you know she she does give us some really good performances she was in the office for like an episode or two of what i remember but she had commented saying that she never really done a movie where she was doing like a blue screen and it just she said it felt like psychotic to her and i was like thinking about her track record and like the film she's been in i can see that because it's like she was saying there's like a fake explosion going off and someone's like explosion you have to act like there's an explosion and she said that was absolutely psychotic to her and she was like i don't know if it's going to be good at all but i hope i did an okay job and you can you can see where her acting chops in this film it's it's kind of out of her wheelhouse because she doesn't show a lot of emotion like in her characters in general but like this kind of film you know it's trying to be fun and quippy like you know as if spider-man was talking himself but she was just very zen very chill and it's like it, it felt like yeah like yeah i'm here like i'm doing this movie and, you know, I'm here to collect my paycheck and that's it. Not saying this had to be the best movie of all time, but um, it, it felt like the, the three girls that uh, the three spider women were giving more of a, a energetic performance outside of um, Dakota Johnson. It's part doing to her character because what happens with her mom. But even after the fact, it just feels very it's when she becomes Madam Web, it's like. What are you, Professor X? You know, like she had that Professor X vibes as well. But let's get into our final thoughts and ratings here because we'll be talking about this forever. I didn't even think we we're going to be talking about this for as long as we are right now. But Devin, what are your final thoughts and ratings 
of Madam Web. Yeah, final thoughts. I feel like we've discussed enough about this movie already. I feel like we've probably gone over time for what, what should have been discussed here. Um, just just too many issues, too many reshoots, too many rewrites, whatever, whatever excuses you want to throw out there. It's just not a good movie and not a good experience, really, at the end of the day. As far as the score goes, I mean, it's definitely going to be the lowest we've ever had, for sure. Oh, man. I don't know, like... Lay it on me. Like a... Like a 25, I guess. Like, obviously, a movie a movie was made, but... <laughs> yeah, but at what cost? Because, like, did we yeah. need this? Like, was, the, was this needed? Because Sony was, you know, they just released Spider-Man 2, came on a PlayStation 5, even pre- prior to that, we had Across the Spider-Verse, and now we're also getting two more Spider-Man-less movies. I believe they're both coming out this year. So it's like... Did, did we need this? Did this need to be made? Do any of these need to be made outside of it's like, I feel like you've already hit the requirement. I, mean, I don't know how many Spider-Man movies they have to make per year, but it's like, this is not working out. And it's between Venom one and two Morbius. And now this, they, they need to pull the plug on these like release Venom three and Craven and, and just be done. Sell the film rights back to Marvel, please. Because, it's like how many times you have to keep going through this where it's like you're marketing these spider women. You don't see them at all more than two minutes in the entire movie. And I get that they're visions. And I would say that's my takeaway, like positive takeaway. I love the suits. I absolutely love the suits. I love the little visions that they had. And I wish you would have seen more. I, of that. We it's never like, got a real clear glimpse of what the suits really are. That was yeah. Issue. And that's the really, issue where it's like, hazy, like, yeah, it's literally like a hazy dream and I get that, but it's like, why, why is this movie called Madam web? And then you're teasing you, it's all over the marketing. It's and, then, and then Madam Webb's costume at the end. Oh my Lord. What was the glasses? Like it just looked so rough. That, that is, that is her get up. I mean, yeah, it, it looks dumb either way. <laughs> oh gosh, Devin, come on. That's <laughs> like, comic book accuracy. Um, but yeah, maybe if she was her intended age, it might look a little, little better. I agree there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, I mean, they're like, Oh, like what other Spider-Man character can we make an origin movie of? It's like, I get it. I got it. It's Madam web. We did not need this at all. This movie did not. We said said that from the beginning since it was announced. Like, yeah, I was like an origin story for Madam web. I'm like, that's, that is so out of left field. Like Morbius. I would give you more of a pass on Morbius than this. I don't know. I think they're I think they're equally bad. And then El, El Muerto is the worst. And that might not even be happening. Yeah, like they're equally bad, don't get me wrong. But I was like, okay, Morbius like cause if cause Madam Webb's not really even like a villain. Cause I thought they were just doing villains, you know, like Craven the Hunter, Venom, uh El Muerto, Morbius. But then they throw Madam Webb in the mix. I'm like, why why was this here? I, I don't know. Anyway, that's Hollywood for you. But I would give this a 20 out of 100. Um, it just, I mean, I could go lower. I could definitely go lower. I gave it a half a star on Letterboxd. Actually, I'm going to go lower. I'm going to give it a 10 out of 100. It was not good at all. I will never watch this movie again. Um, but again, we want people to see the movie and form their own opinions. This, this is just our thoughts and opinions. We usually don't go this long about this kind of movie and but it's just you know again 
I understand people made this, but it's just, it's not resonating with critics or fans. And I think uh, Sony needs a, a wake-up call when it comes to these types of films. But with all that said, that does conclude today's episode. And if you enjoy what you heard on today's episode, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your preferred podcast platform of choice. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at Film Optics. That is Optics with an X. And don't forget to share an episode of our podcast with a friend, whether it be your mother, your brother, or your significant other. Spread the love for the Film Optics podcast with a movie lover in need. And now, really quick, before we go, we're going to cover some of the new review releases that we have out on the podcast for people to listen to. You can listen to our Bob Marley One Love Man review, which is a doozy. absolutely loved it. And you can also check out our most anticipated TV shows of 2024 episode and our most anticipated films of 2024 with two separate reviews as well as our Percy Jackson and the Olympian season one reviews. We have a lot of things for people to listen to. You know, we're getting into the early season of uh, movie reviews. You know, it's still February, but we're still out here fighting the good fight. And for upcoming films, you can look forward to our Dune part two review, which is going to be amazing. We might be doing some X-Men 97 as well. There's a lot of stuff happening in March, guys. It's going to be insane. So definitely the next big review that we're going to be doing for sure is Dune Part 2. They'll be coming out the week of Dune leading up to Dune Part 2. Uh, probably the Monday before it hits theaters. So definitely check that out. And again, thank you all for listening. If you enjoy the show, please take a moment to leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and stay connected with us by following us on Twitter and threads for the latest updates. That was Devin and I'm Christian signing off. And remember, life is like a movie. So go out there and make it a blockbuster. Peace.